0: Good morning, it's Portugal's second podcast, it's Ashley and Hélène. I'm here today, we're going to talk about Portuguese fabulous food and we're going to call this podcast Tasty Bites. Food, glorious food, fried fish and bananas. Well that's enough of me singing. So Yes come- it is. <laughs> So, off we go. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still record No. Yes. Oh, we're still, rec- still recording. <laughs> Silly me. And we're going to talk about caldo verde. It's an iconic traditional Portuguese dish. And yeah. what's that about then?
1: Yeah, it's from the north of Portugal. Um, it comes caldo verde,
0: caldo verde, the
1: famous
0: Portuguese soup. And what's in it, Helene? I'd like to know. Uh, yes, <laughs> I think you are. <laughs> no, uh, seriously,
1: it's um, yeah, it's made with a particular dark green
0: cabbage. I think they call that kale.
1: Yeah, they that's are. What we,
0: that's what we call it, anyway.
1: Yeah, and they have these amazing flavors. It's sort of combination of uh, potato puree. Slices of uh, chorizo sausages f- for not for me but for you not maybe for,
0: no not for me because I'm a vegetarian yeah me well, too but we of. we can uh, we can pretend it's not in there yeah yeah
1: we? and local Portuguese olive oil complete this delicious and hearty soup.
0: Fabulous! I bet that's super fabulous in the winter months.
1: Yeah, it is, and it's not expensive at all. I think it costs like um, one, hour, uh, one hour. One hour. One <laughs> hour. That's very cheap. Isn't it? No, only one
0: hour, everybody. You get a lovely bowl of soup.
1: <laughs> no, a- about one euro something. Yeah, it's and I've expensive. seen it on the
0: menus in in um, cafes and restaurants. In um, when you go into the supermarkets, it's often in the winter months. I've seen that one. Yeah. I haven't had it myself, but I think I've had one similar called um, legumes for some other green vegetable soup. Your Portuguese is excellent. It (laughs) is excellent, isn't it? (laughs) Marveloso. I would say. I'm still learning, don't criticise (laughs) Elaine. No, I will not. She's very naughty today.
1: I'm not. Okay, then we will talk about uh, the elephant
0: in the room. The other thing in the room, the bacalao. Yeah, that? Exactly. What does that mean? Yeah. It's a piece, well, when you go to the supermarket, you often see these pieces of fish, and they're all just laying around, and they're all dried. And I often thought to myself, my goodness, what do they do with those? And then suddenly I realised they rehydrate them somehow, and they make this delicious thing called bacalao, or bacalao. Is that correct? yao?
1: I don't know, I think
0: so. I think that's something something like that anyway. It's spelled B-A-R-C-A-L-H-A-U, bakilau. And it's very tasty. You can have all different types of dishes made from that. There's about 100 recipes on the same sort of thing. Yeah, I'm still
1: looking for the um, 90 more recipes to go because okay. I have tried uh, this uh, famous fish dish. But... Uh, fish dish. My fish favorite dish. dish. <laughs> yeah, so um, I haven't um, enjoyed it so far. But okay. I will
0: try. I have 90 more to go. Okay, well, there must be one out there that you will like. I'm sure if some of our listeners might email us, they might pop one in an email to you. Please do. Because then Helene can practice her cooking on it. That would be rather lovely. Lovely. And the email address is? It's Portugal. Da da da, da 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 What is the email again? Portugal <laughs> at <laughs> gmail.com. I was just trying to get her to work a little harder, obviously. Of course I know it's Portugal at gmail.com, everybody. And Portugal is spelt P-O-R-T-U-C-O-O-L for those people if we say it too fast.
1: Yeah. And uh, now we will talk about the famous sardines.
0: Sardines, are everywhere. Obviously, um, you go out on the streets in the summer, you'll smell the air. is full of sardines and the delicious sauces that go with them. Some people just have them with potatoes. Some like them with French fries and salad. But it, it looks a little bit boring. Do you think so? Well, I'm, yeah, you I don't have know, this know small... if you're supposed to say that on a podcast. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you might have to edit that bit out.
1: No, what I mean is... Of course it tastes delicious, and a lot of families, they will just put this small kind of barbecue outside the door. I understand what you
0: mean. They look a little bit... Less inspiring because there's no nothing like sauce over them, but they're very tasty once you bite into them. Yes, they are. They are little it's tasty a, bites as the um, podcast suggests.
1: It's a tasty bite.
0: But for me, there's a little too many bones in them for me, so I'm a bit squeamish. Yeah, you. But want... I do like the tins better, I have to say. When you open a tin and you've got the nice tasty ones in there, and you, yeah, you mean them, the canned, the Portuguese, canned, yeah, yeah the canned Portuguese sardines. You can put them in a nice salad, and the oil is rather lovely, so they make a nice starter. Those actually, yeah.
1: So. Yeah, you can, if you're a beginner, you start with the canned.
0: I think so. I mean, some of the bones are a little tricksy for me, being a little bit squeamish. But, you know, they are delicious. Yeah. Well, what's next, Helene, on our hit list of gorgeous nibbly bits? (laughs) Yes, then we have... (laughs) We do like nibbly bits to eat. (laughs) We do. We have bifanas. What's a bifana? Tell me more about a bifana, That is
1: like um, the national
0: Portuguese sandwich. And is it all about... Having a sandwich with different types of meat in. It's not just one specific type of meat. I think you can have them with frango, which is chicken, and you can have them with yeah, beef. Yeah, but I
1: think Bifana's, the traditional Portuguese pork sandwich.
0: Okay, is it a pork sandwich? Okay, well, I wouldn't be able to eat that one either, but I know my husband rather likes that yeah, one. Yeah, the
1: same with my husband. And also, they, they have this marinade.
0: Marinade, yes. Marinade, marinade. yeah. Marinade. Um, That's okay, you're Swedish, darling. I'll help you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I need help with my Portuguese and Swedish, probably my English as well. Who knows?
1: No, you don't need to. So, it's made, this marinade is made with spices um, with uh, pa- paprika, garlic and white wine. Nice, that sounds
0: rather nice. You, you didn't think it was white wine because I thought red wine, but it is white it wine. It must be white wine, yeah, that's interesting. And you can have this served with a bowl of soup and some fries for a full meal or a lunchtime dinner or something. And it often comes with a nice Portuguese beer like a sandwich or um, what's the other one that people like, the, the beer? Uh, Bok. Boc. Is that a Portuguese one? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't think it is. <laughs> we have a little bit of free advertising <laughs> for that one. Well, we do like the Portuguese um, cervejas, obviously. There is also another sandwich. There's a famous one from Porto, which is in the north of Portugal, which I haven't visited yet. I'm really looking forward to going. To. Have you been to Porto? Hello? No, I haven't. Perhaps we should all often go there together and um, do a little Portugal tour. That would be rather fun, wouldn't it? Yeah, try all the shops and take lots of pictures. I've seen amazing uh, photos from Porto. I've seen lots of um ones of all the street art, which I love all the street art. Yeah. And talking of street art, which is digressing, that's one of my favorite things. And every time I go to Lisbon, I often take pictures of all the street art. And when you're sitting down in the restaurants eating your lovely food, there's always something gorgeous to look at. Yeah, so maybe Porto have some of that as well. I hope so.
1: Yeah. We can go and take a look.
0: Oh, we digressed, I feel. Let's go back to the Francesina sandwich. I don't think I pronounced that right, but anyway, it's a famous Portugals, Portuguese sandwich and it comes from Porto. What's in this sandwich?
1: Well, if uh, I heard something that uh, this sandwich will make your heart sing.
0: Really? Yeah. Not if you're a vegetarian, <laughs> I don't feel. <laughs> But I think it's for the meat eaters amongst us and I'm sure there's a lot of you out there that like a nice meat sandwich. It's got um, ham, sausages and steak all in with melted cheese with an egg on top. It sounds like, not for me, but I quite like the cheese and the eggy bit the, but without the, the meat.
1: The sandwich carbonara. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, it's a rather a large sandwich but I'm sure at a lunchtime if you're really hungry that would go down rather well. And you could have it with fries and a nice glass of wine or a beer. So it's but quite... I also heard Sorry, that
1: the, the sauce is uh, really a hot, thick tomato and beer sauce Wow. used to dip or flood, flood. your
0: sandwich. Flood. Yes. flood. 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 That's a new one. <laughs> Do you mean flood? <laughs> She means flood?
1: Ah, uh, yes, I mean.
0: She means flood, everybody, not flood. I'm not <laughs> sure what that means in Swedish. Anyway, sounds rather fun. So you could flood your sandwich yes. and have a tasty beer at the same time. Yeah. Sounds fab. Okay. So what's next, Helene? I think we're going to do the chicken piri-piri, which we can eat. Well, I don't know if you eat no, chicken. No, no. You don't eat chicken. I eat chicken so and So I'm fish. not a good person, do not, not really. <laughs> I, I can eat this one. It's a chicken piri-piri, which is one of my favourites. And... Um, it's a beautiful one. It's come from the 15th, 16th century when the explorers were travelling through the coastal African places and they found lots of new spices. So that's rather good. And they call it chili piri piri. So or African, African devil. devil. Oh, oh my God. Are you a Swedish devil? I think you might be. Yeah,
1: I might be. So, uh, well, tell me more about this. Today, the
0: Portuguese chicken is covered in peri peri and served with lovely French fries and small lettuce and tomato onion salad, which is very popular at lunchtime. Again, with my large glass of vino tinto or vino branco. My Portuguese is getting really good, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. So, And maybe some people might like a cerveja, that's a beer or a lager. But then, how do you eat it? Well, you use your mouth as you chew. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, obviously you can use, well, oh, you just tuck in? I think you You're use, just using your hands. Use your hands. It's one of those finger sort of meals that you have to pick up and bite all the stuff off the bones. Yeah. It's not for everybody, a bit messy, but I do quite like that. And then you can have a, a nice little wet wipe and clean your hands after, then you're good to go, aren't you?
1: Yeah, sounds good. Uh, and, uh,
0: well... Now, this one's a mouth. Another tom... elephant in the um, room for lo- me. <laughs> <laughs> Another tom... No, I can't say that. No, you can. this <laughs> lovely, lovely,
1: amazing traditional Portuguese octopus dish called... Well,
0: I'm, I'm going to try my pronunciation. Please email and tell me how to say it. It's polvo de lagarero, which is a traditional, pl- <laughs> <laughs> a traditional Portuguese octopus dish. And it looks divine, and it comes with lovely um, patata asado, which is potatoes cooked in the oven, like little jackets, and they're gorgeous, and cr- like roast potatoes, I think. And you can have a nice side salad, and there's some lovely olive oil just trickled over the top. So that's rather delicious. I, lo- I do like a nice bit of seafood, don't you? Yes, I do. But not octopus.
1: No, not octopus. Yeah.
0: I haven't eaten it for a long time, but I, I might try that one.
1: Yeah, and uh, we have... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Helene's going to try that one. <laughs> no, but uh, here in Nazaré, well, I'm I not getting paid to say this, but we have a restaurant up here in Pedeneira called Pangea, and uh, they are specializing in uh, food like um, yeah, octopus.
0: Nice. Well, uh, uh, well, hopefully that we can have some outside noise. We got the locals shouting through the window, so maybe they're hearing us talking about the lovely food. So there you go. Anyway, what have we got now, Helene? The word famous. Porco Preto, which is an exceptional Portuguese cured ham, also again for the meat eaters amongst you. It comes with lovely vegetables and salad. And what else have you got there? Well, it's
1: interesting because one of the most expensive cured ham in the world is jamón ibérico de bellota, bellota or something, wow. from Spain. Wow. But what people don't know is that the same pigs are found in Portugal across the border from Spain in the Alentejo,
0: Alentejo. Re- Alentejo region. I think that's how you say it. Yeah, so therefore we have... It's in the Avor- Avora region, uh, I think. Yeah, Avorah. maybe. Yeah, so that's, uh, that looks really nice. I mean, making my mouth water, I'm not even a meat eater, so... We get into one we can eat of desserts. Sobremesa. Oh, my God. Sobremesa. The most
1: iconic Portuguese dessert is pastel, pastel de nata,
0: which is a lovely, gorgeous, crispy custard tart, which is delicious with a coffee to go. And one of the best places to have it is in Lisbon at this wonderful place. But I've forgotten the name. There's this lovely place in Lisbon near Belém. Yeah. And um, it's been going for years, apparently. And that's where the tastiest um, pastel de natas are. And, but I think they're all delicious. And some people like
1: to put uh, canela.
0: Canela, or we, we call that cinnamon. cinnamon. Canela, yeah. Canela or cinnamon is the same thing. And you just dust it over the top, and it's just delicious. I mean, they're really rather like. My husband adores those. I'm sure he can um, pack away a few of those if he's out in Lisbon, I'm sure. <laughs> Ask him <can> your husband. <laughs>
1: No, they oh, I love. Oh here this. we go the Belem,
0: it says I just found a little bit of on my phone I was looking. It says it's a Belem pastry shop. It started in eighteen thirty seven and it was made by the monks. So that's interesting. So the
1: monks did a lot of great stuff. <coughs> they did wine they and beer
0: and lots <laughs> and of desserts. Dessert. So Today the store has a fabrica de past in Belém. And it starts at 10 o'clock in the morning. They start baking. And they're served to the visitors throughout the day. So often, if you want to go and have a look, it's up near the Lem. There uh, you are. And you can find it there. So there you go. We, we do like a, a nice mouth-washing pastel nata.
1: Yeah. Uh, amazing. Okay. And here is uh, another Portuguese dessert. I never tried it yet. I need to do that, <coughs> it called.
0: It's called Portuguese Desserts, Conventional Portuguese Treats. They're kind of made with egg, and I'm not sure the name of these, actually. So you, they're sort of an eggy-filled, quell. I can't pronounce the word. It's Q-U-E-I-J-A-D-A-S, Diavora. They're very creamy, and they have like, they're all whipped up with eggs. But you'll see them everywhere. They're rather delicious. So my Portuguese is letting me down now, my linguistic skills.
1: No, you're doing fine. So, this was a little bit about... Um, tasty bites. T- tasty bites. Ten tasty bites.
0: Ten t- There are lots of other recipes and menus and things you can... When you go out mouth you will look on a menu and see some interesting um, delicacies. But for us, I mean, obviously I'm more or less vegetarian. The fish is exceptional here. Grilled or cooked in the oven. And the salads, all the fresh but produce. But also the
1: fruit and the vegetables yeah, the f- and everything is so crispy uh, and fresh. fresh. I mean uh, the, uh, the climate
0: does help obviously and then obviously in Caldesterinia they have an outdoor market every day. Obviously in the pandemic they moved it inside for a little while. I think it's just come back yeah, out. Yes back out. And that's really a really lovely place to go and get your fresh vegetables, your potatoes, patatas and, your, and apples and plums and and I love that word pesigo which is a peach. Did you know that? Pensigo. No. Pearsicle. Anyway, so yes, Cardiff, the red has got a wonderful fruit and veg market for gorgeous, delicious produce.
1: So uh, we will just take a short break, and then we will discuss
0: uh, wine and. Uh, will we? Will we try booze, something? Booze. Will we try something? <laughs> anyway, I hope you enjoy the little tasty bite of music. We're going to pop in between each little um, conversation. So see you soon. Ciao. Hi everyone, welcome back. That was a nice little musical interlude. We're now going to talk about wine, tasty bites, as in what you drink. So what we're we going to talk on this bit, helene, come and let's let's get busy and
1: red wine, red we'll wine and vino verde
0: and vino branco and, and Porto, port wine. from Porto, yeah and all rather delicious one of my favorites actually is a real discovery since i've been living in portugal is the vino verde. i've never had such a thing and um I went to one restaurant a few weeks ago and they came to the table with these rather lovely little round bowls. Well, most bowls are round, obviously, <laughs> but they were rather gorgeous little round bowls. And they were chilled in the freezer. And I thought, what are they going to do with those? Anyway, we asked for this dessert wine, or as you like to say, desert wine. And um, they poured this rather lar- lovely large glass of chilled, what they called vino verdi. And it's like a young grape, apparently, and it's very bubbly. It goes rather well with a sobramessa dessert or a dessert, as you call it. Have you had that, Helene?
1: Yeah, but they say that, uh, well, at first, cheers.
0: Cheers. That's a little large glass of something gorgeous. In <laughs> actual fact, it's just tap water, but we like to make it sound interesting.
1: <laughs> well, well, you can tell. You that can imagine, <laughs>
0: anyway, whatever.
1: Okay, so <laughs> it is. Uh, Vino Verde is not a grape, what do you say? Grape uh... a variety. No, it's not. It is a dock, we will come back to that, to that later. later.
0: It's a production of wine. The name really means a green wine, which translates from a young wine, and it's first re- released within three to six months after the grapes have been harvested. I didn't know all this before I moved here. It's very interesting. But they
1: also, mm-hmm. um, um, it could be also red, white, or rose. Yeah, they have it,
0: yeah, they have it in different colours, which is rather nice because I do like a nice um, sort of. Looking at lovely colours in bottles. It does look And, and very nice.
1: often, uh, Vino Verde can also be uh, sparkling uh, at late harvest or even brandy.
0: Yeah, and it's very tasty. I was very surprised because I had no idea about this wine. And it was rather delicious with a, a lovely, gorgeous chocolate mousse, mousse de chocolat. Well, uh, that's another one of my favourite things, mousse de chocolat. Have you heard mousse de chocolat? Uh, no, I don't think so. Rather delicious. It's everywhere. But uh,
1: I need to drink uh, Vino Verde ice cold. <laughs>
0: Yes, it's very nice cold and when I having... like
1: to put ice
0: cubes. Yes in. I like yes I do that sometimes with red wine. I know maybe people will go oh my goodness no, don't do that with red wine but it is rather nice on a rather hot evening. So what's next Helena now sort of tour through the um, wine regions of Portugal.
1: Yeah. Uh how many wine regions do you think it is? Well,
0: I think, because I might have Googled this while we were listening to the music, and I think we came up with 13 different regions. And some of them I've never even heard of. I mean, I've heard of the Algarve, obviously, and Madeira, <coughs> and Setubal, which is next to Lisbon. And then there's the Tejo, And obviously, Lisbon has its own region, Lisboa. And then one here called the Barrier Atlantico, which must be some little bit further north to us. And another one called, I'm probably going to pronounce it terribly wrong. No. But I'm going to say Dao, Dao. Yes, like cow. Cow, tao, or, Dao, Dao. Yeah. Dao, with a little <laughs> little hat above the A. Yeah. And a, and a place right at the top of Portugal, on the border almost, called Minho. No,
1: not on the border. <laughs> is it? No,
0: it is on the border. The border is up here. The border
1: to a to The, the ocean. Atlantic, ocean. no, but it's,
0: it's the north of Portugal. It goes there's the border. Spain pops in over the top. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what that's I true. meant. Okay. So she's been very pedantic there. That's the Swedish boy. Sorry, no complaints about me making a comment about the Swedish. <laughs> I was a little tongue-in-cheek joke with Helene.
1: But yeah, that was <coughs> uh, that were the regions on the west coast. So then we have on the east side, uh, Transmontano. It's yeah. up in the Can north. Can you say that again?
0: I like the sound of that one. Transmontano. Transmontano.
1: Yeah. Si. Duru Valle.
0: Valley. Well, you could say valet. That's valet. something completely different, but
1: okay.
0: <laughs> that's someone that looks after <laughs> your cars when you go to a restaurant.
1: And here we have uh, Terras de Sister. Si. Beira Interior. And and
0: Alentejo, which is on the sort of towards Spanish border side again.
1: Yeah, it is. I've
0: I've had Alentejo wine. I've had Setebal, and I've had wine from the Algarve.
1: Well, I have. I have had had a lot
0: of wine. (laughs) She's had a lot. But obviously not at the moment. Well, is she or is she not? Mm, There's the question. No photographs of today's session, obviously.
1: Okay, and then we can also talk about the quality levels of Portuguese wine. Well, again, there are
0: three different <coughs> kinds. Yeah, I didn't know this either because obviously I'm not a well, before I lived here, I didn't really know much about one. I just know how to open it with a and and I think that's my poor Swedish <laughs> kokenskruven or corkscrew in English. And um, how do you say corkscrew, Helene? In corkscrew. There you go, that's correct. Yeah, one of those. Anyway, you. Pop goes the cork and out comes hopefully delicious wine. Anyway, when we've lived in Portugal after a little while, you decide that so many different varieties to try, and I've been very pleasantly surprised. In actual fact,
1: but your husband is quite good uh, with wine.
0: <clears throat> he is. Yes, he picks, and you know when he goes out to the supermercado, he often comes back with a nice bottle of vino tinto.
1: I love when they have when they're having these sales. You can find a wine. Uh, for uh, 15 euros and yeah. you can buy it for, for a,
0: four. For, for, and, and also, which is a real surprise because <clears throat> I don't know about Sweden, but in the United Kingdom, if you Think of going to a party with a box wine. People would look and say, oh my God, it comes out of a box. But I mean, honestly, the wine here in boxes... I mean, you came the other day.
1: Yeah, with the 10 litres ten liters, I thought,
0: oh my God, Helene's been brave. She's bought 10 litres of red wine in a box. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh my God, is it going to be good? It was absolutely de- delicioso.
1: But the, the trick is, look at the alcohol level.
0: Yeah, and also this sort of um, quality stamp, I suppose. Helped. Yeah,
1: the quality stamp. Have you ever heard about
0: Doc or... <laughs> no, I've only had a doc that you go to visit if you've got something wrong with you, and well, some of us won't go there. But anyway, there you but go. But
1: they're they're saying that
0: it's thirty-one docks of Portugal, and they're and they're defined by geographical boundaries, and they hold the restrictions and varieties in the weight of the wine yield. Oh, too much wine! The wine the wine yield. So that's interesting. And then you've got the Vino Regional IGP. Which but is
1: here it says. 14.
0: Yeah. In the regional of
1: Portugal. We just said 13.
0: I know maybe. Maybe it's 14. Maybe it's four. Maybe we lost one somewhere, but I'm sure someone will email us and correct us because we're not connoisseurs on wine. And you
1: email us at.
0: uh, Oh, come on, I know the email. Helene, you're teasing me. Portugal.com. No. Is it not? Oh, no, it's (laughs) Portugal. Portugal at gmail.com. Oh, I knew there was a G in it somewhere. <laughs> oh, G for gorgeous. How could I forget that? Portugal at gmail.com marvelous perfect
1: but this vino regional can you tell me about that there well, are 14 of them there 14
0: then? large geographical areas with less restrictions on varieties and the in the wine yield so those wine connoisseurs amongst you could obviously tell me a little bit more about that because i'm still learning because i say we're not yeah. we're not wine buffs we're not educated in all the ins and outs we of are wine we just we just we just know <laughs> how to open the bottle with a uh, Corkscrew. screw and Corkscrew. So yes, but we often have lovely wine at our tables. So yeah, and, I'm and very then impressed.
1: And we also have
0: vino, which is wine, table wine. Table wine just is that's what it is. So that's what it says on the label, table wine. So
1: once again, three different kinds. Three of,
0: different types of quality levels in the Portuguese wine, which are DOC and Vino Original and Vino. Yeah. Table wine. It's so
1: uh, enough of
0: that set. That's a little bit dry. I like myself, I like a little, I don't really like sweet wine. I like my wine a bit dry. So that, talked about all the different um, things, as a little bit dry. Isn't it? Let's get a bit more exciting now. Helen. Yeah, the
1: typical Portugal
0: wine terms, they are... Vino Tinto. Red wine. Vino Branco. White wine. And Quinta. Wine farm, which is marvelous. So, I think we've tried all of those, haven't we? (laughs) And and not to forget the Vino Branco. The Vino
1: Branco. The Vino Branco. Okay, what is, um,
0: well, we have Douro. What is that? The Douro is a port, which is the most famous and most copied wine from Portugal. It grows in the Douro Valley, the hills along the the side of the River Douro. It's all. And
1: (coughs) it's also. uh, the hills along the Dora River have been worked by hand into terraces. Terraces,
0: which have stepped up since apparently since the time of Jesus, which is thousands of years ago, so that's impressive. And it's a World Heritage Site of UNESCO UNESCO, 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 that's it. Well done, Helene. You are good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And so those wines are, you get got Port Fortified Sweet Wines. You get white wine and pink port. You get Tinto Duro, full-bodied red wines. And Duro Branco, which is a light-bodied white wine, apparently, which is crisp and minerally white wine with fruity flavours. So,
1: And and I have a question for you. You know, when you are in France, you drink champagne. See. Si. And when you are in uh, Italy, you drink... Uh, Lambrusco? Uh, uh, Pro,
0: Prosecco. Prosecco. <laughs> and Be careful how you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> say that. That's the housewife's favourite, apparently. And in uh,
1: Spain, it's Cava. Cava. But what is it in Portugal? I'm do not you know?
0: sure, actually. Well,
1: maybe it is Terras de, de Sister.
0: Tevora Te de Vossa.
1: It's sparkling wine, well, it's anyway. Sparkling
0: wines. Anyway, we like a bit of sparkling wine, don't we? With a when we're celebrating something. And gorgeous. also
1: uh, uh, the monks.
0: The monks They're are everywhere They're everywhere Those, They were very clever With their wine making And sobremessas And dessert making I do like it Helene When you say dessert Can you say it one more time? No Go on, I set. say desert. Desert I do love a nice <laughs> desert, Hot and sandy We like a nice Hot sandy desert Don't we Anyway We digress I think the vino Tinto's coming in again yeah,
1: Ciao, cheer, And then If you uh, what, What is the perfect wine To, to bring with you When you're going to the beach uh,
0: A vino Verdi which is crisp and bubbly and you have it ice cold and the minute you open it on the beach it's refreshing you can almost see those bubbles dancing in the glass but obviously if you're a bit bit, <laughs> a bit naughty and you want to drink it from the bottle you could neck it straight from the bottle but I wouldn't suggest you do that it looks a little bit no, but a nice glass of vino on the beach is rather lovely if you're not going to be too silly obviously
1: but did you know that? How do you say, <coughs> Alentejo? Alentejo.
0: Alentejo.
1: Alentejo. Yeah, uh, the wine from Alentejo. It's
0: strangely very similar, f- um, similar or even familiar to some Californian wine. Apparently.
1: Yeah.
0: Have you not thought that when you've tasted it? I haven't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, have
1: Maybe. You not,
0: have you not tasted it? Yes, I have. No, I'm not, I'm, as I say, we're not connoisseurs. It's all a bit sort of sort of fun, really, to exploring your way around. All the different bottles of wine.
1: Yeah, so now we will talk a little bit about the lovely, amazing port wine.
0: Well, port wine, as you know, comes from the area in the north of Portugal called Porto. And um, it's very popular with the British. Did you know that, Helene? Uh, No. I think there's quite a few British people out there with um, uh, vineyards and things. that have been going for many, many years, apparently. I did look on my phone earlier. And um, yes, so... uh, Port wine is often served with um, desserts, isn't it? it's quite sweet. Do you not think it's a little sweet?
1: Yeah, No, you can also uh, buy dry port wine. Can you? Yeah, yeah, you can. So yesterday I made this amazing, uh, we call it a stew with... Uh, well, you could
0: call it a stew. I don't know what it was. but
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what she cooked, but she hasn't told me yet. No,
1: it, it was when you buy this, um, not Bifana, but this quite expensive uh, red meat.
0: Red meat, beef.
1: Yeah, and I, I do not eat that, but I can cook for my um, family. So I got this recipe from uh, my Swedish friend in, um, what?
0: Continue, I just was interested in what's in the recipe. That was a... <laughs> I'm okay. trying to get, make her laugh, sorry. I'm being very naughty.
1: Okay, no. Uh, so you fried this meat a little bit and then you cook it in uh, a lot of, port
0: wine,
1: some uh, water with, um, yeah, and and cream and uh, cebola, cebola, Cebola. 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 onions, and paprika and stuff like that. But the most of uh, the sauce is port wine and you cook it for like two hours or something. Wow. And uh, this sauce, oh my God. So that was port wine.
0: And your Portugal. family enjoyed that, did they? Did yeah, you enjoy they... the smells of all the port wine or not? Yes, I did. It is, oh, that's good though.
1: I did. But did you know, because it has been centuries of port wine success. Mm-hmm. So they are producing it outside Portugal now. Oh my
0: goodness, they're also doing it in Argentina now, Australia, Canada, France, India, South Africa, Spain and United States. So that's quite amazing. And it's under the European Union protected designation of origin. So obviously they've got some control over the standards and quality. Yeah, they need
1: to follow some uh, guidelines.
0: I think it's time for another little cheeky glass of you know what. Ready? Mm -hmm.
1: Wait. And um, when we are, we will take a short break. And when we are back, we will talk a little bit about uh, Uh,
0: booze. (laughs) Booze. Well, we do, (laughs) it sounds terrible. I mean, hold on, clink. (laughs) Sounds like a nice bit of booze, Zion. See you later. Enjoy the music interlude. Ciao. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that little musical interlude. Uh, it's Ashley and... Helene. Um, I just want to say one thing before we move on to liqueurs, um, which are rather delicious as well, uh, about the Portuguese wine. It's been a really pleasant surprise since living here. Um, to, the wine has been quite remarkable and is world-class, I would say. is up there with the French, Italian and all the other I, good it, wines the, and wine, Spanish wines.
1: Very high-class because in Sweden we are... <laughs> We are forced to go to this sustainable lager. It's a special kind of uh, license shop
0: mm-hmm. for uh, alcohol. Like an off license. Sort of yeah,
1: so it's it's so stupid. But anyway, uh, you find uh, wine from uh, U.S. and France and Italy, blah yep. blah blah.
0: All the usual suspects. Yeah,
1: but the Portuguese. Uh, wine bottles they are just maybe 10 different
0: kind of yeah, wines you the can same, buy the, sorry to interrupt the yeah the same in united kingdom i mean you go around the supermarket or an off license and you hardly ever see a portuguese wine. it's quite rare and um, once we were in scotland um, not far from edinburgh and there was this um, outdoor christmas market and they were selling produce from around the world and to our sheer delight we found um, some beautiful Portuguese wine and it's so expensive in the United Kingdom yeah, same in of, the Sweden uh, well you do find it because it's quite a rarity but I just want to say and Helene agrees with you that um, Portuguese wine is world class in public
1: yeah it's really world class <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and also I would like to say when you're going out to a restaurant, always ask for Portuguese wine. Make sure that you drink that because I think that is very, very. It very needs polite. to be
0: recognised. Well, that all been said about the lovely Portuguese wine, I'd like to take this opportunity with you, Helene, to discuss all the liqueurs that there is an abundant supply. I'm sure, but we're only going to talk about five today because obviously anyone who wants to email us with some other super fabulous liqueurs, they can at the obviously the Portugal Gmail Gone. I got it right that time. Yes, applause, applause. Don't forget the G. <clears throat> <clears throat> anyway, so I'm going to start with Jinjinia. I think you pr- I pronounced it right, Jinjinia. It's kind of um, a, a liqueur that you find... It's like, a sherry. It was a cherry liqueur, yeah. yeah. It's, um In this wonderful place I was at when we first came called Obidosh. It's not far um, from a, this medieval castle. I go quite often, but obviously at the moment with the pandemic... It's a lovely place. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Well, obviously at the moment with the pandemic, you know, I haven't been there, but... Um, I'm <clears throat> hoping to go soon but you're, you're fine when you walk through all the lovely cobbled streets and yeah. with the atmosphere there's little shops selling the Gingina and a little piece of chocolate you have with it
1: yeah no you, you drink it in a small uh, chocolate cup
0: uh, yes and some of them and are chocolate and then dark you eat it, it afterwards yeah of course it's a double whammy of delicious gorgeousness yeah. in your mouth so yes it's either dark chocolate white chocolate or milk chocolate and I, I think I prefer it with the dark chocolate. Yeah, and as too. you say, it's like a burst of flavours in your mouth. It's I always
1: uh, have a bottle uh, at home because sometimes you want something sweet after the dinner yeah. and a small glass of... Uh, small and small, duh. duh. And <laughs> does she have it with a
0: piece of chocolate? <laughs> I want to know. Mm, we can never have, I can't eat it without the chocolate now, I'm afraid. No,
1: but we love this...
0: Uh, <coughs> gin-, 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 gin gin And it, I think I pronounced it. It's made of um, cherry as um, lovely her which is called cerveja, not cerveja, that's beer, Um, cereja, cereja, sorry, do apologize about my Portuguese, cereja, cherries.
1: Okay, then we have this other called... I, I never had that.
0: I think well I don't, I don't think I've had that one. It's kind of like a fruity brandy distill with uh, Madronyo berries, which grow wild throughout the um, Algarve region, apparently. And the production of Madronia has been quite completely regulated, and has many distri- um, distilleries uh, that are licensed to produce this, um, to make a, a nice drink for people to buy. And um, I think I might have to try that one.
1: Yeah, me too. Okay, and then we will talk about a
0: herbal. Liqueur. I haven't had this one either, but it's been going since the 19th century, and people want to know what the name is. I hear you say, Helene. So, what is the name? Beirao. 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 Yeah. I think that's how you say it. Beirao. <laughs> anyway, it's spelled B E I R A O with a little hat above the A. So, I think it's pronounced Beirao, and um, it's apparently quite delicious.
1: Yes. Would you uh, like to say a bit more yeah, about yeah, I it? I think I have a bottle uh, here. It's more my husband's taste. Is it? I think. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this liqueur was first produced in the 19th century. Wow. Uh, yes. And um, mm. the history of uh, this uh, dates back to the 19th century when a port salesman passing through Loza
0: fell in love with the daughter of the pharmacist. That sounds rather romantic, doesn't it? And but I sp- it tastes a little bit pharmacist. <laughs> <laughs> tastes a bit medicine-y. Yeah. Maybe a little bit like a cough mixture. Some of them do. Well, I have had some liqueurs that are a little bit like a cough mixture. But it is... A sp- Spicy aromas in it. Okay, it might be quite nice. I might have to try that one if your husband's got a little bottle somewhere. Yeah. Maybe go and have a little tipple later, maybe. Yes, we will. And then another one which we've discovered is um, from the Lisbon area, I think. Um, it's called Laringa and it's a cognac almanac um, sort of um, flavour and it's from the Laringa region, which is not far from Lisbon. And And it is a designated brandy production. Wow, that sounds rather nice. Maybe that would be rather nice with um, chocolate as well.
1: But I think I'd I'd try this as well. Have
0: you had that one? I haven't had that one. I had it all, no. She's had it all, (laughs) all, everybody. You've heard it here on the podcast number two. I'm sure she has. Anyway, moving back to Larinia, I love saying that name, Larinia.
1: Yeah, and then uh, I had this um,
0: amazing... uh, Um,
1: with, what do you call, um, Amarginha almond. I wish
0: everybody could see what's happening at the moment. One of Helene's rather gorgeous dogs is nestling into my leg. He wants a little, to be petted, bless him. He's rather <laughs> cute. He's my favorite. I shouldn't say that, but he's. I shouldn't really say he's my favorite when the other one's in the room, but he's rather cute. Yeah, we do is. love our doggy children. Anyway, back to the Amarginha almond liqueur. So tell us a bit about this then, darling.
1: Yes. This has a long tradition in Portugal. It's uh, produced from an old recipe um, for the bitter almond liqueur and is produced through traditional processes.
0: Okay, and in case you can hear, that's one of the dog. That that is a naughty dog He wants to leave. He wants to leave the podcast. He doesn't want to be on our podcast session, bless him. Anyway, he's going to come back for another cuddle
1: do you do, do you know uh, who, who created this um,
0: brand? No, I don't. Would you like to tell me? Philippe de Brio. Philippe de Brillo. That's uh, a nice name. Philippe de Brio.
1: Yeah, and then also bartenders sometimes use a instead for the...
0: I, <laughs> you, I don't know that word. Orgie, or, syrup. Orgi syrup. Or, syrup. I okay. don't know what I've is never that. Heard, I've never heard of that. Maybe someone could email us. What well, an syrup. Maybe have to Google it later, Helene. Yeah,
1: maybe. We're but happy.
0: that's how I think five that we've come across that we like the look of, and maybe some people, if they do listen and have a, uh, want to be bothered to email us, it would be rather lovely to hear from you at Portugal dot. No. No Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> Portugal at for ah, Gmail. I do like to wind up. I never get our email right. It's not in my brain. All the others are in my brain, but you are that. just the creative director. You're not the administration well, boss. I'm the creative flair, sweetie darling. Yeah. And don't you forget it. <laughs> anyway, I will say it one more time. Portugal. At gmail.com. G-mail com. And I will make sure I get it correct next time.
1: Okay, we will come back uh, after this short break and we will just talk shortly about cerveza. Cerveza.
0: Cerveza? You mean beer, darling? Yeah, yeah I mean, you mean beer. You mean the big stuff. In the big glasses. In the canecas. Want yeah, nice, she wants a nice caneca now. Yes, yeah, so we okay. will come back soon. Okay, see you later. Ciao. Welcome back after that small musical interlude. It's Ashley and... Helen. Now we're going to talk about beer. What a lovely subject, beer.
1: Yeah, it is. Uh, we will talk about the best Portuguese beers to try, uh, what we know of.
0: What we know I mean, I have only heard of two really. Though, I heard of we We've got five three. on our list, I think.
1: No, I think we have more. We, we we're, just... we're going to
0: discuss a few with you anyway. The ones that I've heard of are obviously Sagres, which comes from the Algarve region, I think. And um, it's a very sort of pale lager, which is um, sort of rather delicious, apparently, because I I don't really drink much beer, but I have had Sagres when I... It has um,
1: been established in 1934.
0: Well, that's quite a while ago, isn't it? It's a
1: pale lager. It's quite pale.
0: And I do find it quite tasty. I mean, I don't, as I say, drink much lager because I find it quite full. I'm more of a vino tinto boy. But um, the odd glass of... um, so Grez has been quite enjoyed with um, a nice fresh salad and some fish o- overlooking the ocean, which is rather nice. Yeah. Have you tried that one?
1: Yes, I have. Um, of what? course. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think she's tried them all, everybody. <laughs> But obviously you don't have to have a great big caneca. Do I do love that word, kaneka. I hope I've said it correct. Um, do you know what a konekka is?
1: Yeah, a small glass. No, it's a big glass. A big, a big like glass, Like a pint. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like a pint in the United Kingdom. Okay, but for I me,
1: Kaneka would... is <laughs> a small glass. Oh, oh, I think I no, I'm a... Well, whatever kidding.
0: the large one is, so to speak, I think it's got a caneca. I've normally had the little glasses of it, and it's quite nice for those I say lunchtime or yeah. something.
1: And then we have...
0: A Superbock, which is... I think I prefer this one. I've actually had this one. And they do little mini ones, which you just pop the lid off, and you're good to go. So, But I do like to drink mine from a glass, not from the bottle.
1: Yeah, and and this is, uh, in fact, the oldest beer company in Portugal, established in 1927.
0: 1927.
1: Wow. And uh, And it is a little bit... if you don't drink sagres, you prefer you c-
0: Superbok. Superbok. I think I'm more they of a compete. Superbok. Well, yeah. yeah, they're kind of very competitive, aren't they? And you, when you go out into the restaurants, you get them, the logos are everywhere. Superbok.
1: But also, Superbok is also the sponsor for the major music festival.
0: Oh well, that's good. What in the super Lisbon Super Rock Rock Festival in super Lisbon?
1: Super Bock Super Rock. Lis- in Lisbon, <laughs> Super Rock, had- Super Rock. Have you
0: been to that one yet? Lisbon? No, no. I I obviously, the, the pandemic is going to be a little difficult to go to anything, isn't it? Really. Yeah. But yeah, that one's got a nice flavour, and of course, Helene's tasted that one. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and my husband likes that one, and he likes it with a nice um, curry. It's got, It's rather well with the curry. I think.
1: Yeah, and then we have this called
0: Savina. Well, that's or a, a new one. No, Savina. Savina. It's spelled S O V I N A. It's one of Portugal's first craft um, beers. beers. It was introduced in Porto in the north and has found itself into many major cities, including Lisbon. But as I say, it's a new one to me. I might have to look this one up in the supermarket. Savina is made with purely with water, yeast, malt, and hops. And it completely boasts it's a complete lack of colourings and preservatives, which is rather good if you're not into all the colourings and preservatives, which a lot of things have got these days. What yeah. do you think, Helene? Yeah, I think. So maybe we should go for that one. It's been I, a little bit in
1: Like a healthier one. Like
0: more <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's, I don't know if you'd class it as healthier, but rather <laughs> it looks rather gorgeous. I like the name Savina. Could I have a glass of Savina, first of all?
1: And then we have Dos Corvos,
0: um, which yeah. is a, a craft beer brewed in Lisbon. Um, it's got a range of styles, um, sort of pale ales. It was established in 2013, so it's a recently new company. Be- very young. Company. It's a young company, and it's a. Um, Sort of a fun beer, it looks rather interesting. Then you've got the Cerveja Moussa, I'm not sure if I pronounce that one. That's another one from the Lisbon area. They're drinking a lot of beer in Lisbon. (laughs) They seem to be drinking a lot of beer in Lisbon. Um, Yeah, so. That one's is kind of a, a new one on me, so I may have to try that one out. Yeah. And then I'm not sure how to pronounce this one. Letra.
1: Letra. Would you like to say a bit about Letra? L-E-T-R-A. It looks a bit dark,
0: that one. Maybe more like a stout, like a guinness type of thing. What do you think? It says, um, on the other hand, maybe if you're better t- for a beer with a simpler name, this one's Letra, translated as letter. It means letter. And suggested beer is catchwise on its own. A or wise B for Pilsner, C for stout, and D for red ale. Um, keeping simple the ingredients, it's been 100% natural, free from preservatives, colouring. There is a healthy beer. So there's another healthy one, <laughs> that's in the north apparently, not in Lisbon after all. So. Yeah, the, in, the, it, in the south
1: of Lisbon it too. It can be found yeah. everywhere
0: apparently. And
1: then we have uh, the last one we will talk
0: about called... Maldita. M a l d i t a. I'm not sure if that's correct. Maldita. Uh,
1: beer brood in, in the
0: Alver region Arvo That's you know the Alver is a very interesting place. It's called the Venice of the uh, Venice of Portugal. Did you know that? Lots of canals everywhere. No. Are there? yeah, it's a nice place. You have to look at that one.
1: And uh, they
0: have three styles: a robust porter. I think you mean robust. Robust, <laughs> not <for a> robust. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, th- I think she means a robust porter yeah, and a I bohemian mean... pilsner and an English barley wine. But English barley sound... wine? What is that? I have no idea. I don't think I've ever had that barley wine before. It doesn't sound my cup of tea. But
1: uh, Maldita's porter was influenced by the porters in England.
0: Oh, there you go. Yeah, and it's a Bohemian recipe stems from Bavaria, which is obviously in Germany. I think my geography tells me. And the barley wine is based on the recipe that dates back to the Viking. Oh, that's your. Oh, t- that's, oh that's my that's cup of, of tea. That's your cup of tea, oh, isn't it? It's, my cup of beer. It's cup of very tasty and interesting. A little bit like Helene. She's quite of tasty and very interesting. <laughs> Okay, the Vikings. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Well, let's have a little bit of Vikings. That's very interesting. Well, that's a little tour of some of the beers. Some well-known and some less well-known. But I think Helene's rather taken by the last one yeah. with the Vikings. I think she's going to pop to the Supermercado right now and get a glass of that going. Anyway, so a little musical interlude, is it? Yes, it is. I think it's time, don't you? Maybe a little chin-chin. Yeah, a little and chin-chin. chin-chin. Chin. Ciao. Ciao. It's Ashley and Helene, and today's podcast was called Tasty Bites from Portugal. We hope you all enjoyed it. Um, we just love, love, love. What do we love, Helene? Portugal. And what do we love in Portugal? Everything. Oh, is that the food, the wine? I think she's tried most of the wine during this session. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we love all the food and and there's so many delicious things to explore and to to discover we're we're all learning every day if you want to know more about what we've discussed today please visit our website portugal.com for more information and some links that we will post regarding today's conversation and some recipes and some things about the wine so i do hope you have a chance to have a good look at that um, what else would we like to say? We want to talk about the up-and-coming project, don't we?
1: Yes, we talked about that in our first introduction podcast. Yeah, that was
0: a short introduction one the other day, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, And uh, yeah, if you are interested to help us, please go once again to our website, portacool.com, and uh, there you will find our PayPal address, and uh, um, if you are interested in buying um, paint, tell us we can pick it up uh, if you want to help tell us we and will suppose, get you connected
0: and I suppose Helene when you mentioned the um, PayPal that's to do with um, making a donation to the, to the cause that we're Yes, we're exactly. Encouraging. so and you can call, find that yeah and the cause is with Amiga Fiel, isn't it that's the dog yes, shelter that we helped before the pandemic started we will started. have more
1: uh, projects it will be like a smorgasbord yeah
0: say. a smorgasbord that, well you can say smorgasbord you said it very well in fact <laughs> <laughs> it's because she's Swedish <laughs> a little bit like cook and screw she says that well as well yes yeah,
1: so, and we If you have any ideas or if you want to add something, please email us
0: at portugal at gmail dot com. com. Yay! Yay. And um, anyway, the next pod, I like to call it next pod, but I should say next podcast. The next podcast is going to be about Autumn, and we're calling that one Autumn Leaves. And that's really what to do in the autumn time, things to enjoy, the harvest, the weather, anything to do with harvest and autumn time, really. Yeah,
1: and what what I like here in uh, Portugal and also in other countries, of course, it is that you cook from the harvest. Yes, and there's so so many
0: things being um, gathered in as we speak, like pears, apples, pumpkins. Have you seen those really enormous... um, Sort of a green marrow. I've never seen anything quite so enormous. It looks <laughs> so funny. And they look like little alien pods, don't yeah. they? I mean, when I first arrived in Portugal, oh my goodness, what's that? The aliens have landed. But okay. no, there they are. The farmers are out with their tractors, collecting them all in. I've got no idea what they are. Maybe someone could email us again at that address I always forget, which is portugal uh, at gmail.com. I would love to know what those... Enormous, great, big things are. Anyway, that's going to be a little <laughs> snippet into the podcast next. And uh, thank you so much for listening today. Because, because without you, you, <laughs> because without you, you, we would just be Ashley and Hélène. And with you, we are Portugal. Cool. Ciao.
2: Bye. I'm in a continual, permanent, protracted, unending mood. I'm persistent. I'm insistent. I'm in a continual, permanent, protracted, unending mood. Oh, man, I can't see no silver lining. And you know why that? That's why I sit here and I get these persistent moods They go on and on. Vegetative. Ooh. Potato, tomato Ooh. I'm a carrot, zucchini, a spinach, linguine I feel like a food I'm vegetative Potato, tomato, yeah I'm a carrot, a zucchini, a spinach, linguine I feel like a food ah. I can't get me no ribeye And that's why I'm here singing the vegetation to give me some groceries But i'm in the state i'm lying in wait i would demodulate to a nice section eight if i got to choose i'm in the state and i lie in wait and demodulate to a section eight but they don't let me choose no 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 no, no. but i sure i sure don't call the shots around here that's why I got these sorry state blues All right, I'm getting tired, Scotty You take it on, come on, Scotty Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah Oh, put it on, 12, man La, 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 i sit here in my lonely coma. Oh, man. Because I got the persistent vegetated state. Blues. Hey, what you doing there? Get away. Don't, oh, no, don't, don't you touch that. No, nah, don't you pull that plug. Oh, hey, hey, nurse, nurse. All right, I'm done.